Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Hello, and welcome back for another episode. So I just want to do a couple of reminders. Today is Friday, and I want to do a couple of reminders as we are approaching um, the holiday season. Thanksgiving is coming, um, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas, um, Kwanzaa. Every other holiday is coming that wraps up the end of the year and it can make it a very expensive time of year. So here we are, we're about two weeks away from Thanksgiving. Give yourself, when you're making your budgets this this month and the next month, just give yourself a clear view of how you wanna spend your money and try your hardest to stick to it. Be honest about what you think is approaching. There are holiday parties coming up. How many of them will you go to? You know, get get all that stuff like on the table. Don't let this be the time of year where you kind of do you run by the seat of your pants because it will kill you in January. We've all been there. We've all it's we've all seen it. Let's not let, let that happen again. So I just want to give you that kind of reminder at the top of the show. And I'll be doing that as we lead up into the holidays, just as a reminder, because I think sometimes we forget and it's very easy to get wrapped up in or or sucked into the 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 kind of the fury of the holidays and you forget that your budget and your finances it it takes a hit during this time of year especially if you haven't planned so just keeping that in mind for the for the remainder of the year uh so today I want to also I want to talk to you guys about something that we've had a few episodes about this but it's something that constantly kind of comes up and what happens is that When I talk to people who are interested in getting their finances together, quite often they tell me, you know, I just need you to give me a budget. I have, I create budgets and I just don't know how to stick to it. Um, I met with a client and she said that she said, you know, I I just, I don't need anything else really. I just need you to give me a budget, you know, give me a budget, like give me a, a, a template to keep a budget. And, um, and I should go from there. One of my friends, we had, we had a similar conversation. She said the same thing to me. She said, just give me a template. If you just give me a template, I'm good. Um, another person that I was talking to who also works with people who have um, credit repair, she said, oh, yeah, all of my clients, they just need a budget. And, you know, I think that because I work in, first of all, I work in finance. I work in budgeting, right? And so the use of the word budget for people who don't kind of do this all the time, and for me, is very different. And so when people say, I just need a budget, I always have to stop them um, because I think that that's the cart before the horse. And that is really not what most people need. The budget, as far as getting to your finances and repairing them and getting them in order and getting to your financial goals, the budget is one of the last things you do because a budget is a finite document, right? It has a total amount of money that you have available and then you've kind of allocated that money accordingly. You cannot start with a budget. (laughs) If you are currently experiencing financial stress or financial strain or unable to meet your obligations, a budget will not help you do that. A budget will simply remind you every month that you're not sticking to it and it will not eventually, and that's why most people will drop it. They'll say, I have trouble sticking to my budget. It's not that you have trouble sticking to your budget. It's that you didn't do the work that was necessary prior to implementing a budget. And what do I mean by that, right? So again, a budget is, is like I said, at the end of the process. When you are having struggles with your finances and you're trying to get to the bottom of it, the first thing you need to do is write down every expense that you have. 
Your expenses go into three categories, right? Your expenses go into non-negotiables. So non-negotiable expenses are the ones for which there's no way to change it. You can't do any change your behaviors. You can't negotiate with the person who you have the bill with. You cannot do anything to change the amount of this. Your non-negotiables tend to be your mortgage or your rent, your car payment, most of the time your car insurance, your student loans, things that there's nothing you could do that could adjust this, right? Those are your non-negotiables. Those are the first expenditures you need to allocate, like uh, outline. How much is your, your rent is $1,000, your car note is 500, you outline those, right? The next second, the second section of your, um, of your, of your expenses that you need to out, that you need to describe or write down would be your negotiables, right? So your negotiables, as much as you may not think they are, your negotiables are your light bill, your cable bill, your cell phone bill, your, your, um, any like type of credit cards that you have, those are negotiables. And um, food bills are negotiable. Those are negotiables because of how much you spend on that can be changed by behavior. And then on the very bottom, you have your, um, so you have your negotiables, you, ha- you have your non-negotiables, your negotiables, and then you have your options. So that's when you get into your entertainment, your going out, your, um, your, your, your eating outside budgets, like things that are just, in, that things that are, not the requirements at all in any way, shape, or form, right? That you can, you can either negotiate, you can have your non-negotiables, you can have your negotiables, and then you can just have your options, right? Three buckets. And one of the big things that you, that people don't understand is that, but again, we're, we're long before a budget. We're just talking about what you spend right now. So you take all of those things, you outline them, you put them into these three categories, you get to a total. The total is what it is. This is long before we've talked about how much money you actually bring in. We're just talking about what do you spend. You get to the total. Let's say the total is $5,000 every month. Then you get to now, let's talk about how much money do you bring in every month. So most of the time, for most people who are feeling financial stress, if your total expenditures that you bring in in those three different categories that you spend every month is 5,000. For the most part, your your revenue that you bring in is less. That's why you're having this issue. So you you look at that and you say, okay, this is less. So now we have a problem, right? We now see that we have a problem. We have a difference between the amount of expenditures we have and the amount of money that we bring in. Now, there's a, several ways to address the amount of money that you bring in. People always say, oh, you just bring in more money. That's very much easily said than done. And I never suggest that to be how people manage their finances because that's very, that's something that is kind of uh, iffy, right? We need to deal with our finances right now as they are. So if you if you have $5,000 worth of expenses and you bring in 4,000, you have a $1,000 deficit. So before we get to starting your budget, we gotta figure out how we gonna get down to spending what we bring in, okay? So now we create a new list of nego- of non-negotiables, negotiables, and options, right? And in the, in the non-negotiables, the first thing we add to the non-negotiables that's probably not there currently is savings. So we decide how much money we believe we can save <clears throat> and we put, a, we put a savings number in there as a non-negotiable because every time you get paid, you need to pay yourself. You will never, ever have any type of stability or security in your finances if you do not save. So you have to begin the process of getting your finances together with a non-negotiable amount of money that goes into savings. The, no, the savings needs to be as non-negotiable as your rent. 
it is not negotiable, right? So we go in and we allocate an amount of money to savings. Let's just say right now, we say for the month, you're gonna put $100 away in savings. And usually what I suggest people do is a percentage. But for right now, we'll do this for easy math. We'll do $100. Then you add back in all of your non-negotiables that were in your first category, your rent, your or rent slash mortgage, your car note, your car insurance, your student loans. You add those in, non-negotiables. Gotta pay them, gotta pay the same amount every month. There is no negotiation. So now you have a total there. And you keep a running subtotal, right? Because now we're going to create a budget that goes to the $4,000 that you bring in every month. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna pick things off of what your already expenditures are and make them fit in your budget. Because if the budget total is 4,000 at the end of every month, we're not gonna have a deficit. So we put in our non-negotiables, then we get to our negotiables. So your light bill, your light bill is there and it usually is $150. So now we discuss what can we do to bring that light bill down? What is causing the light bill? So is the light bill always 150 or has it been that you guys just leave the lights on, you turn everything on, you let the air conditioner run, you just have no care and concern about the lights. If that's the case, we're gonna make it a conscious effort to bring that light bill down. And we're not gonna go drastic and say we're gonna cut it in half. We're gonna say, look, it's usually 150. We're gonna try to bring that light bill down to 125. And we're gonna throw that in there as an as as part as what the budget is. It's gonna be budgeted for 125. We're gonna say our food bill is usually, you know, five hundred dollars a month. But if we look at the options, we see that we go out to dinner a lot. So what we need to do is cut that food bill down. Because we could be buying food at Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and places where maybe we spend a little bit more. Maybe we're not couponing. Maybe we're ma- we're not taking enough effort. So what we're going to do is give ourselves, instead of the 500 that we've been spending, we're going to give ourselves a $300 food shopping budget. That is it. So we're going to make $300 work for the family for food for the month because we got to get down that $1,000, right? We look at, so that's how we end the, we go. We say, okay, we have these credit card bills. There's some minimum payments here. You got to make the minimum payments, right? But maybe right now we need to focus only on the minimum payments because right now we don't have enough money to kind of aggressively attack the credit cards. So we're going to take all the minimum payments and that's what we're going to do. And that's going to save us another hundred dollars every month because we're just going to pay the minimum for now, Right. And then we get to these options that we've been spending every month. So now we're saying entertainment, all these things. If we have not gotten ourselves below the 4,000 by this point, then everything that's on that option list needs to go away. Because that's not, an, uh, that's not required right now. So that can go away for right now. Again, you can readjust your budget every month if you need to. But for right now, we have to get to the $4,000 with no variance. So after you make those changes to the negotiable to the non-negotiable and you make those changes to the to the negotiables, now you're down to your options. If there's still money left, you can make one of two choices. You can add in some more optionals and say, okay, you know, I know I used to spend all this money going out to eat and going out to dinner and going to concerts and stuff. I'm gonna I have a hundred dollars left. I'm just gonna add in one time a month we're gonna go out to dinner. If that's what you wanna do. Or you could say to yourself, you know what? I want to really build up my savings. I have no savings. I'm going to take that extra 100. I'm going to put it towards the savings. And now instead of 100, I'm going to save 200. And the total will still be 4,000. Or you can say, you know what? I really would like to get to this credit card debt. So I'm going to take that extra 100 and I'm going to apply it to one of my, you know, to my lowest credit card bill every month to kind of get that bill off the table. These are the different ways you can deal with it. But at the end of the day, the new budget that we create is $4,000 worth of expenses because it's going to match the budget that you have, meaning the amount of money you bring in. 
So this process, we, we did a lot of work long before we created a budget. And you can't create the budget without the expenses because you're not going to do zero-based budgeting. And I know that sounds very technical, but zero-based budgeting means creating a budget from the very from scratch saying okay I got four thousand dollars now I'm gonna start from scratch but you can't start from scratch you already live somewhere you already have a car you already have obligations you already have expenses you can't start from scratch and if your obligations are five thousand dollars and you only bring in twenty five hundred dollars you can't create a life that costs twenty five hundred dollars out of nowhere you have to deal with the expenses that you have and then adjust along the way to get you down to the twenty five hundred so it's very challenging. It's not an easy thing to do. And it starts long before you get a budget. So understanding that you need to recognize and look at your expenses. All of your expenses first. You need to total those out because it's very important when you're trying to figure out your finances to see how much money you spend every month versus how much money you bring in. Because what a lot of people do is they float. They float money here and there. And some for some reason, you know, you can get by thinking, even though you know it's tight, you can get by thinking that you're okay. You're not okay. When you list that money out line by line and you see that you have $6,000 worth of expenses every month and you bring in $4,000, that is a, an awakening like no other. That is a reality check like no other. And that is what most people need to begin the process of getting their finances together. Because what you see is that you are overextending yourself. And that's why you feel broke. That's why you feel stressed. That's why you feel challenged. You're overextending yourself. And it's not by a little bit. It's not like, oh, I just am spending an extra $50 more than I have. No, you are spending way more, 25%, 35, 40% more money than you bring in your spending every month or at least obligating yourself to every month. And you're making it work because this is late, that is late, you're here, there, everywhere. That is not going to give you the financial peace of mind that you need. So you have to start, and I'm telling you, I always say, tell people, pull it out, pull out your expenses and get a glass of wine or whatever you drink, because it's very hard to look at it. And when you see and you run, especially on the optionals, that's where you see how much money you're wasting. Because I know, I've watched work with people and they have a $500 food budget. And when they look at how much they spend out eating out, it's another $500. And those two things never go together. Either you're buying food in the house or you're buying it outside. You're only one, two, however many people you are. You can't eat double. So if you are buying food outside and food shopping, something's going to waste. And more than likely it's the food you're buying in the house. Because a lot of people food shop out of habit. When it written in fact, they really aren't going to eat the food in the house because they turn around, they order in, or they go out to dinner all the time. And so you're wasting money. I, there's no judgment here. If you want to go out to eat all the time, that's fine. You have a $500 food budget, make it work in that. But you can't spend $500 a month on food shopping to buy a bunch of food to put in your house and then spend another $500 out every night eating or, or eating out for lunch or whatever, and then be someone who is in the negative by $500. It doesn't make sense. Or $1,000 or $1,500. So at the end of this, it's simply math. But it's a very hard math for most people because you, they try to set, they try to start from the budget point. You can't start from the budget point. You have to start from what your expenses are. And you have to then whittle those expenses down and get them, get them in line with the amount of money you bring in so that you can create a budget that will work because a budget can't be in a negative. If you have outlined everything and called it a quote unquote budget and it's in a negative, it's not a budget. The budget can't be in a negative. The expenses can be in a negative, but the budget is based on how much money comes in. The budget is fixed and finite. It does not change. The, the amount that can be in the negative is how much you're spending. 
that's your expenses, but your budget can never be in the negative. So, you know, I, I want to continue to talk about this. I want to really kind of hone in on this. I know we've done a couple of shows that haven't been so technical. This is pretty technical. Um, and, and it's kind of necessary. We need the necessary, um, the technical stuff. Cause I think for folks to hear and, and understand that, you know, there is a way to get this done, but it's a very specific way. And it's not as simple as just creating a budget and then you're going to stick to it. And your issue isn't that you don't stick to your budget. Your issue is that you have way more expenses than you have revenue. Bottom line. I don't know you. I don't even know your budget situation. And I can tell you that's what the problem is. So um, I'm going to wrap that up. Um, if you haven't already done so, head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at F-I-N Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at um, Financial Emancipation. Join the Facebook group there. And head on over to my YouTube channel, Financial Emancipator. I recently um, put up a video about being an entrepreneur versus an employee and how people are telling this lie about the fact that, you know, everyone can be an entrepreneur and how everyone should just go be an entrepreneur instead of an employee. And I'm here to tell you that is a lie. Also, be on the lookout. I'm considering um, doing an event, uh, in-person event for the one-year anniversary of the podcast. I'd like to kind of meet the folks who've been listening. I have over 5,000 listens to the podcast, and I'd like to um, kind of be able to meet face-to-face with the folks who are listening to the podcast, kind of do um, a little bit of talking about the podcast and about what the financial emancipation journey is in person. Um, I'd like to have some credit repair folks there. I'd like to have um, a a collaboration with... um, uh, my, my friend who's a realtor, Shauna the realtor. I'm really interested in doing that. So I'd love to hear your feedback on that. Is that something you'd be interested in? I'm thinking at the top of the year. So um, yeah, so let me know. Send me an email at Malik, M-A-L-I-E-K at thefinancialemancipation.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope you'll be back um, to to join me as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Have a great day.